Salutations! And welcome to the 76th episode of the In The House podcast. 76 for sure. The official podcast of Scouts' House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. I am your host, Evan Floyd, and I am tickled purple to be here tonight. Uh, I'm not. I'm not tickled pink. I'm tickled purple to be here tonight. Maybe you should be tickled pink. It was that a too game. for the breast yeah. cancer awareness yeah. night. But uh, I am. I'm tickled. Um, coming off of a monster win, God. just a monster win. And let's not stand on ceremony here. Yeah. Let's dive straight into it. But uh, before I can dive into anything, I'm going to need a partner to dive with me. And I can think of no man better suited to the task <laughs> than my partner, who tonight is coming to you live. From a convalescence bay in a hospital in Elmira, New York, Andy Frederick. Andy, welcome back Thanks, from man. the land of the very terminally ill. That was awful. You were. It was you were, awful. You were in bad shape. Super bad shape. If, if if you people who listen to this, if you notice, my wife and I were not in attendance on Saturday. What? Yeah. Not in attendance for the final regular season home game in Slugger Field. History. I know. I know. I told what her what possible could go. excuse could you have? Um, horrible, horrible, horrible stomach sickness. Okay, so we won't ask for the gory details, and there are plenty. So, uh, <laughs> but we'll just say that Andy was truly vehemently ill, vehemently ill. I told Stephanie to go. I was like, "You should go. You should go." But she's, she's like, a but loving she's, wife. She's a loving, and doting leave. wife who isn't going to leave. Yeah. Understood. So she was busy poisoning you. I mean, nursing you back to sickness. Probably. Probably. Uh-huh. Um, but, so you missed the game in person, but that did allow you the opportunity to watch the game yes. live yes. on the TV. Oh, yeah. And uh, to actually be able to follow along with the whole action and not just what was happening right in front yeah. of you. Which is nice. And all. I didn't get, I have not watched the replay yet. So I will. Really? Uh, so I'll be asking for some uh, some color commentary okay. from the uh, from the broadcast throughout. I tell you, it's weird to watch a home game on TV. I believe it. It's very strange. I, it. I mean, there haven't been many that we've missed. No, in the long history. It's a history. weird, weird feeling. And you will never have been there for the final regular season home game. It's oh like man, it. thanks for rubbing what? salt in that. Thank you for that gaping that's, wound. That's super. Yeah. Uh, so we played against uh, Swope Park Rangers, mm-hmm. soon to be Sporting Kansas City 2, which That's is weird. dumb. That's weird. Uh, Swope Park Rangers uh, came to town. This was our opponent in the 2017 Cup Final. They have uh, fallen from grace since yeah, that time period. I, you, keep have, you see them way down at the bottom of the standings, yep. and you have to remind yourself that, they like, were wait a minute, good. they were once really good. <laughs> and by really good, we mean good enough to win the West, which doesn't necessarily mean anything. They may have been exactly the same caliber team they are now. <laughs> just in the West. It was just in the West. So what are you, what are you doing? Uh, but no, they, uh, they, uh, it's the nature of two teams a little bit that uh, your, your talent will ebb and flow. Yep. And uh, it is ebbing at the moment as opposed to flowing as it was a year and a half ago. Uh, with that being said, they got out on us in a hurry. This was, let me just set the stage for you. Over 12,000 fans at the game. Yeah. Huge attendance. It was loud. It was crazy. There was a cool vibe. It was that first truly playoff weather for a home yeah. game where it was, you know, low 60s, high 50s at game time. It felt like playoff mm-hmm. weather. The The house was primed oh, yeah. for a great performance. And uh, it looked at the outset like the boys were just going to lay one of those eggs that they sometimes have done this year. Yeah, it felt really, unfortunately, familiar Didn't for it? the first part of it because you're just watching goal after goal go in, and you're like, "Yeah, this is this is the, a story that we are familiar with." Well, and it's that painful thing that we have existed with this year and in years, frankly, in years past, where we looked like the vastly superior oh, team. Yeah. And yet you you look up at the scoreboard and you're down one nothing, no two nothing, no three nothing, three yeah. nothing in the first thirty minutes of this game, freaking brutal. Well, and it's not you know, and the goals didn't come from them outplaying us. It came from us making mistakes. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially the first goal, which was on a suspect back pass from Taylor Pay that uh, Hubbard tries to clear and it just goes straight into the back of a guy. Think about all of the possible ways that ball can deflect. 
when you kick yeah, it no. that hard into somebody, that ball could have deflected anywhere and it would have made perfect sense. But no, because it's Lou City, it deflects directly back into the goal. Well, in that first goal, when that happened, I was like, you know what? That was weird. Yeah. That was like one in a thousand chance. Like, that was weird. I'm going to let that one go. Yeah. I felt very similar. I'm going to let that one go. Uh, I was on the opposite end of the pitch. I always, uh, inside secret, I always stand on the end of the pitch that Lucidity is attacking now. Mm-hmm. I get to, I have to make circuits of the whole, uh, yep. the whole stadium throughout the games, but I arrange that my home base is in front of whichever goal we are yep. attacking. So I'm in front of the Cooper's end at that point in the game. First half we were attacking the Cooper's end, which is still usually unusual. More often than not, because if we win the coin toss, we almost always end up attacking uh, the Cooper's end in the second half. And most teams want to get out to a good start and want us to want to attack that way. So usually, the first half, you're attacking the Scouse House end. Yeah. Not the case here. I have a long way to see. The first ball gets cleared, and I sincerely didn't know it went in. Like, my ball, my eyes followed what I assumed would be the flight of the ball. Yeah. And I, I, where did it go? Oh my God, why are we picking it out of the back of the net? What just happened? It was frustrating. Uh, And then uh, we get beat going the other way on a little bit of a counter. Not a full-on counter. It was really a nice move at midfield. We give the ball away at midfield, and they, uh, they, it was nice. They they did a nice job of turning the ball around. Uh, And then a one-two passing combo, and suddenly the ball is in the back of the net again. It's like, well, son of a gun. And then the third one. Uh, we just get beat to the end line, and uh, the he makes a nice shot. Yeah, I mean that's that's the way that goes. But I mean it happened so fast, and suddenly it's three nil. And let me just a throw a lot of credit to the Coopers. I'm sure also to Scouse's house in. But mm-hmm. as I say, I wasn't on that end of the pitch. Mm-hmm. Coopers didn't didn't flag for a second. Like the groove no. machine was jamming even down three nil in the home finale, and I was impressed with that. One of the one of the cool things about watching, as weird as it is, about watching a home game on TV, you can hear them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can hear like oh, we're sure. used to hearing the drums in the state, but it's it's heartwarming to be able to know that you can hear us on TV. It's awesome. oh sure, and yeah, you're right. They never ever stopped. Not for a second. I was really impressed with that, and I'm standing on that end, and I'm pretty dispirited at this point. We've fallen behind three nothing, and it looked a lot like games we've had this year, where it was like, okay, well, you know, it's just not working tonight. Uh, and we're getting caught, and uh, this is painful, and damn it. Yeah. Uh, and 3-0, like one nothing, like you say, I just sort of, whatever. You know, that was against the run of play, we'll be fine. The second goal, you're going, well, damn, that's going to be harder to make up. I hope we can at least come, draw back, come back and get a draw. Right. If you get a goal here in the first half, maybe yeah. you, uh, you, you yeah. put yourself in a good position. Yeah. And then uh, the third one goes in, and I'm like, well, son of a gun. We're going to be yeah. lucky to get a draw now. We better really buckle in. Uh, make a personnel change. Taylor Pay comes off, who looked like he might have been a little shaken up, yeah. but also hadn't been playing particularly well. So I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to the idea that he was maybe dinged up in some fashion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was an unusual back line anyway. So uh, with Paco Craig out on yellow card accumulation. You're missing Tosh. Sean Tosh out with a little ding. Uh Pat McMahon still coming back from injury. He was yeah. available, but he's not. He yeah. clearly wasn't ready to go a ninety, so he doesn't get the start. Uh, and uh, Speedy Williams out on international duty. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a and uh, you're looking at a back line of Oscar. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. We love Oscar. Yeah. Alexi, who's gotten plenty of playing time. You trust him. You yeah, know, absolutely. He, it hadn't been favored lately, but we know what to expect. The guy was an anchor on that championship yeah. team last year. Playing next to Taylor, who we've mostly seen playing out wide lately. Yeah. And so it was tough for him, I think, to get moved back centrally. Yeah. And then Akil Watts starts the game out on the other end. Let me, no matter where else we go with all this, let me remind everybody that Akil Watts has now played two real full games in the in the back line of this team, and he's looked great both times. He does. I've been really thrilled with him. He Akil. does look good. Uh, 19, super exciting about what he's going to give to oh, this team yeah. in the future. I'm not positive how much he'll be a part of the playoff plan for this club, but he's shown that if he gets pressed into duty, he's definitely yeah. up to it. And uh, also just exciting about the future of this yeah. club. Uh, that back line obviously gives up three goals very quickly. Uh, Taylor comes off. Luke comes on. Yeah. Luke spent, and this is early. This is at like the 35th minute. Yeah. Uh, Luke comes on. 
You got to rejigger things. Yeah. Niall McCabe comes back to play left back. Yeah. <laughs> you put Oscar at right back. Yeah. You move Akil into the middle. Now, no one has ever told us that Akil Watts is or is trained to be or has ever been a center back. Akil's playing center back. But now you are. <laughs> and did a yeoman's job. Yeah. Now, to be fair, from that point in the game on, we didn't require much from our no. center backs. Some passing. Right. Hey, hey, hey go, go get that ball and send yeah. it back up here. Like some of that. But to be also, to be fair, really nice job from that extremely unusual back line. Uh, and then it was on, man. It was just on. It was. This was, this was that, like, as soon as that first goal goes in, it was – you could see it in them. It was like, okay – so they've poked the bear. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 you've woken the sleeping giant, my friend. <laughs> Terrible things are about to happen to this you. This is gonna go poorly for you. <laughs> I was so dispirited by falling behind 3-0. I was so bummed. I'm gonna make an admission, and it is a sad admission for me. Like I feel bad about it in retrospect, but mm-hmm. I want to be clear with my audience and my friends. Okay. When we scored the first goal, a really cool goal by Napo. Yeah. And it very quickly after the third goal had gone in, and very quickly after Luke Spencer comes onto the field, yeah, we score the goal. Uh, the ball gets played into Ant, played across the bo- top of the box to Antoine, who does a really cool leave leave for yeah. Napo. Awesome play. Uh, kudos to the to the Barrelproof Podcast, who I heard say, and I agree, it looked like something we had drawn up. Yeah, like that was something that had been practiced before like hey if we get this particular looking thing Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do this you come do that and then we'll bang one super deliberate it did and uh napo calm cool and collected finished it a little bender into the near post it was a nice it was a nice looking shot ball goes in we're now down one three i was so dispirited by falling behind three nil i didn't cheer when we scored I didn't cheer. I kept my arms crossed. I mean, I was excited. I was happy. I was like, hey, this looks better. But I was still so frustrated by falling behind. And I do my best not to be ridiculous on the sideline. Like, I do my best not to be ridiculous on the sideline. I'll cheer. I'll I'll, I'll show a little emotion. But I try not to just, like, freak out. I don't always succeed. But I I try. In that moment, though, my insides went, Yes! But my body language didn't change at all. I just stood there like, all right, nodding, watched them go get the ball and bring it back. Now, I feel terrible about that because Napo deserves some cheers. And you and I are going to talk about Napo Mitsoso more in this podcast. Okay. Second goal goes in. Alexi. Alexi with a really nice finish. With a really nice finish. To be able to, he timing that jump at the back post. And clipping that just right off of the set piece. Way, when you watch the highlight, yeah. he got that foot way up there. And just because he was so high in the yeah. air. That's the thing is, if you're standing on your back leg and you do that, then you might get called for you know a dangerous play because your foot's so high in the air when you kick yeah. it. Because, I mean, if he had been standing on his foot, he probably would have had his foot up to his shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, he was a foot and a half, two feet in the air and kicks it. And so it looks like, oh, yeah, that's a normal play. It was not a normal play. It was sick. Yeah. That happens. I freaked out a little bit at that time. I, I got I got pretty amped up. I was like, hey, we got two of them back. Go into halftime down a goal. You're going to be feeling yeah. real good. Everybody's going to be pumped. We got this. We can at least come back and salvage a draw. And maybe we can go get a win. Yeah. And then Antoine's goal. Antoine's was particularly satisfying. Like, the first two... It was Napo's, tasty. It was tasty. Napo's was great. Yeah. Napo's was like, no. Maybe the best goal. goal, and I believe up for goal of the week. It is. For the record. It is. Go vote. Go yeah. vote. Napo gets it. Awesome. Alexi gets it. Nice. Nice. Antoine's had a particular um, spite behind it. It did. It had a spite behind it. It felt very like, like an FU goal. It was very much like Antoine saying, hey... You all need to recognize where you are and who you're playing. And I'm going to make sure I, I show you that. That was a truly difficult goal to score, too. Yeah. You're sliding on the turf monster. At full sprint, you got to go down onto a knee. And then you can't just get a foot to it. You've still got to power it home. And he powered it not just home, but into the top corner, opposite side. It was a really sick yeah. goal. And he made it just look effortless. Yeah. Not an effortless goal. 
And then he fist pumped. Like when you watch, yep. he fist pumped. Like he knew what he was saying. Like he knew what he had done. Yep. He fist pumped. He was like, "This is it." And yet that snowball just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I love it. I think that's forty first minute that we mm-hmm. get that goal, which is pretty late in the half. Like I mean, at that point you're kind of thinking, "Hey, we're going into half tied up, and this is awesome." And you get why he's excited. But I loved seeing Brian Ownby then run into the goal and still grab the ball. Like, oh, we're yeah. going to get another one before halftime. Yeah. Now, we skied one in like the 44th minute where we had created another great chance. Yeah. And um, skied one. I think it was Napo, honestly. It was. Uh, but we sky one. And I didn't feel anything other than like, holy crap, we couldn't possibly score a fourth in eight minutes or whatever it is. Uh, and we didn't. But I love that. From the guys, like oh, yeah. we're yeah, there's only a couple of minutes left in in the half, but we're gonna get we're it's gonna like get the, it again. It's like the Snapple commercial, the Rocky Snapple commercial. It ain't over till it's over. Just give me something Just to drink. Give me something to drink. Brisk, Lipton mm. brisk, brisk. That's yeah, brisk, that's brisk, baby. baby. <laughs> God. I did not see us talking about that commercial. <laughs> last podcast. Claymation. They were claymation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> give it up, Rock. It's over. Nothing is over. Just give me something to drink. Oh my God. All right. That's enough of that. But and again, I loved the mentality from the guys. Really something special. Uh, everything's feeling good at that point. Yeah. You go into halftime and you're like, we've clawed back from this. Feeling real strong. Mm-hmm. I bet we find a way to win this game. Well, and we're notorious for being, this season at least, for being a second half team, mm-hmm. I feel like. You know what I mean? We, we had always... a number of performances where we looked better in the second half. Yeah. Although, the last 10 minutes of games, not as much. <laughs> it's what, you know, it, it, yeah. Yeah. So, there's that. But still. Right. Um, all that being said, you go into halftime, and I'm talking to fans at halftime, friends, family, everybody. And everybody's sort of, can you believe that shit? That was crazy. That was a crazy half. Mm-hmm. I agree, it was a crazy half. Uh, but we did not really know what we were in for no. in the second half. I felt good, obviously. Right. But I didn't feel five goals good. <laughs> and it was five goals good. Yeah. Uh, the floodgates open and just a dominating, dominating performance in the second half. Yeah, it wasn't even a. Yeah, it wasn't Hubbard even Hubbard has to make one nice save late when we already had it wrapped up. Yeah. Other than that, there was nothing. No. They, it was they just destruction. Nothing. Yeah. It was just the, the demoralization of a team in yeah. the second half. Yeah. First goal of the second half, I believe, is the Ownby goal. Yep. So Ownby gets the ball middle of the 18, gets one deflected in. Yeah. It was a cool goal. Cool goal. It went in. It was, a, and it counts as an own B, even though yeah. it's probably an own goal, really. But whatever. Great shot. Loved it. Great build-up play that led to it. Second goal in the second half. So number five for us on the night, Maggie cool. Magram, who also came out of the second half with a vengeance. Of vengeance. He uh, jukes a guy at the top of the box, and then gives a little, or no, does a tap around. On a guy around the, on yep. the box. And then jukes the keeper, calm as the day is long. Just Frankly, he gave himself a pretty short angle by the time he'd beaten the keeper. But he just slotted it in like, Do you, I can put this thing wherever I want. Ice in his veins. Just, just for the record, I'm going to make this, but I can put this wherever yep. I want. And uh, taps it in, and his celebration was measured. Mm-hmm. It was like... I think I'm going to get another one. I won't celebrate that big for this one. Yeah. Real nice. Uh, Sixth goal. Uh, Sixth goal goes to Richie Ballard? No. No, no. His was the seventh. Yeah. The sixth Uh, goal goes to... It was Magnus again, wasn't it? Was that the next Magram goal? Yeah. So it was two in a row. And uh, it's a scrum in the box. Ends up with the ball falling light to him at at the back post. Taps it in, no problem. Again, cool as the day is long. Big celebration that time. The route's on at that point. It's 6-3. Everybody knows we've got the points in the bag. Let's be happy with ourselves. Good game. Six goals. Great game. No, 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 no. No, we're going to bury it. Richie Ballard has come on because it was a why not. uh, And shows us like that vintage 
2017, what made us excited about him in the first yep. place. We haven't gotten to see a lot of it. You know, some injuries, some guys ahead of him on the depth chart. Right. Uh, so you haven't gotten as much Richie Ballard as you might have hoped over the last year and a half. Looked great. Just fast down the line, beats his man, tough angle, slots at home. Richard Ballard. Well, and he had... The hometown kid. He had two guys up there. Maggie was up there, and somebody else was up there. <laughs> it felt like he should pull and it across. It almost looked like he was trying to pass it to Maggie for so he get the hat trick. Nope. No, no I'm going to no. take this. Yeah, I, I'm only on here so and often. You have, well, and you have to think, like, again, you're up 6-3. Yeah. Have take your the rips. shot. Have your rips yeah. at that point. See what you can do. Uh, gets the seventh goal. Love it. The party's on at this point. Like, okay. there are no more even remote concerns that we're not going to hold on to this. There's no, what if we collapse? This game is fully, fully yeah. over. And uh, just for icing, George Davis, the fourth. Puts in a weird goal. Puts in a very weird one. Off the top crossbar and into the, probably bounces just over the line. Yeah. With some funky backspin from the post. And so it bounces back out. Yeah. They're not sure it's gone in for a minute. So everybody's trying to play the ball back in. But the line judge was on it. Says, yeah. I saw it clear as day. It's a goal. His flag goes up immediately. Everybody knows we've got the goal. Everybody's feeling good. 8-3. Eight unanswered goals. Set a slew, set or tied a slew of records in the USL. Uh, Amazing way to finish off Slugger Field. Amazing way. Yeah. I hope we play there again. But, if not, really clean finish Mm -hmm. for USL. I almost love that we fell behind now that we've won it. Like, in the moment, obviously, I was devastated. Right, right. Now that we've won it so handily, not just yeah. won it, but won it handily, Yeah. I kind of love that we fell behind because it's, nice, it's a neater script. Yeah. It's a more interesting story. Yeah, it's better narrative. It's a, Yeah, it's a little bit more dramatic. Yeah. And uh, so, fun, fun win. Uh, I'll tell you, the mood afterwards amongst the team, mm-hmm. the coaching staff, the front office, it was jubilant. There was imagine. a there was a really nice feeling in the air. I would imagine. Uh, shared some drinks as a team, as a group afterwards, and it was uh, it was ecstatic. Some very 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 happy people to have finished that game off that way. And after losing such a heartbreaker to uh, uh, to Nashville yeah. earlier in the week, I think everybody felt a lot of relief. Felt a lot of just okay. That's better. Like, that's that's how that's supposed to go. And especially how tight you could have become falling behind yeah. 3-0 to not fall behind, to not, you know, lose grip. Felt good. Yeah. This has been a running theme for you and I throughout this season. We talked about it a lot middle part of the season. We will have a game where the shots go in. Yeah. We had so many games this year where we would launch 100 shots yeah. and not make any or make one and it was 36 shots and no goals and that kind of crap this game only took i think it was 16 shots for the whole game really i think 10 on target eight of them went in when you put that many kind that kind of shots out there into the universe you create something eventually and this time uh they were falling some really nice finishes, some classy finishes from yeah. our guys tonight or that night, and uh, you just hope that's something that we can carry over. That sort of sometimes goal scoring is contagious mm-hmm. in a game like this one where it felt like everything yeah. was going to go in, and also just for a season where you go on a neat little run of goals scored. Yeah, I'm optimistic that that will be the case. I think that how we perform against Memphis will tell some tales about what to expect in the first round. Of where the is Memphis sitting right now? Uh, Memphis is 15th, and if you will do me the honor of looking yeah. up, they're playing right now against oh. Charleston, and I believe they were down 1-0 the last I saw. Uh, Hold on. So if you click I'm on matches our, there. I'm using our information age. Matches. Mm. What do we got? Charleston is beating them two to nothing two in the seventy seventh minute. It is eight thirty right now, and I'm going to ask you to hold on telling me another score from that from there right now for just a second. Okay. So it's eight thirty in the night on Wednesday. So we that game is a currently ongoing. Should be in like the seventieth minute, something like that. Yeah, seventy eighth. Yeah. All right. So seventy eighth minute, 
Probably going to go Charleston's way. That's a playoff implications game. But also yeah. Memphis, who we will be playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any other thoughts about the Swope game? Because I kind of want to dive into some playoff stuff. Okay. And so I'm going to keep Memphis pretty brief. Okay. Memphis, not a good team. 15th no. or so in the table. No. Not very good. Yeah. Uh, little inter- hack. Yeah, interesting names. Morgan yeah. Hackworth plays on that team, and that's always a little bit fun. I love you, son, but uh, we have to crush you. Yeah, so. and Oscar's going to nutmeg you. <laughs> yeah. That was what happened. So, uh, uh, and, that, and that's cool stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, Brandon Allen, longtime goal scorer in, mm-hmm. the, in the USL. One of my favorite guys to love hate. A guy I really enjoy watching play and a guy that uh, has given us problems in the past. Jochen Graf plays for yeah. that team. Longtime Tampa Bay guy who gave us fits for a while. Yep. Um, and he's a he's a high energy dude, and I like I like watching him play. And he always was fun with the crowd, which I enjoy. He would he would ham it up a little bit with you. That's good for you. Uh, Jochen Graf plays for that team. It's not a good team. It's not a good team. Um, in a vacuum, we should win this game. In a vacuum, we right, should win this game. Right. But uh, let's get let's get it out of the way. We're playing well, mostly. Mm-hmm. Take out the second half of the Nashville game. Take out the last five minutes of the Nashville game and the last five minutes of the Tampa game. Yeah. And we're dominating recently. Yeah. Uh, We should win this game. Let's not do a deep dive. I don't know enough about Memphis because it's not a team I even care to watch. Yep. I don't know enough about Memphis. Do we know who's going to be back? Uh, That was where I wanted to go with this. Is The deep dive is a little bit on us. You expect Pat McMahon to be ready to roll. Okay. He was on the sideline in the last game, was warming up in the last game. I talked to him before the game, he said he was feeling good. I would expect Pat to be ready to rock. Love it. Uh, Paco still out on yellow card accumulation, so you won't see Paco in this game. Uh, Sean Tosh, little dinged up. I have a 50-50 on him. What specifically was the ding? Uh, I don't talk about player injuries if I don't know that they've gone public with them. That's fair. So I'm not positive that I can share that. It's okay. possible that that information exists out in the World Wide Web. Right, but let's not. Right, right. I'm not going to speculate. Yeah. Uh, or or uh, Never mind. I'm not going to tell you. Because okay. this one I know, but I'm not going to say. Okay. Um, and But I'll say I would go 50-50 personally. So it should be available by playoff time. If he's not, I'll be very surprised. And uh, if... I, I would imagine he'll at least be able to be on the bench for this game. That would okay. be my guess. Um, that being said, you think that the back line gets normalized a little. Uh, no idea about Taylor, whether or not he was really... I still haven't, I haven't even talked to anybody about whether or not Taylor was really hurt or if it was a performance thing or what was going on. I expect it to be Alexi and Sean in the middle is my guess. Uh, and if not, then I think you give Akeel another run out there. Yeah, absolutely. But I think you run him back out as the right back, and you play Pat as a center back, which is a little more his speed. Yeah. So that's that's what I would think, is that either Sean is back, and it's the same back line we've been seeing except Alexi for Paco, or Sean's not back, Pat plays center back, and Akeel goes back to right back. Okay, yeah. Back line, my expectations. Yeah. Paolo's shown a lot. He doesn't quite look like Paolo Paolo yet, Mm-mm. but that's because Paolo Paolo is otherworldly control of the midfield. And right now he's still just getting back into game speed. You still see you still see it there. Flashes of yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think more each game. Yeah. And now he's played enough that we know he's available. I'm not positive he's top choice 11. He might be like one of the three subs that mm-hmm. we would expect for the playoff run. Um, you Speedy should be back from international break. Oh, yeah. And so Speedy should be back in the midfield. Napo, obvious. Nile, out wide. Magnus at the 10. Brian up in front of him. Yeah. Antoine out on the right. Speedy got his first international goal. Which is awesome. Yeah. Way to go, Speedy. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I thought you'd be more impressed that I knew that. I am really impressed that You're you knew that. You're not impressed enough. Um, okay, dude. Way to go, Andy. <laughs> like, keeping up with international soccer, I'm proud of you. I'm just saying. Way to be. Uh, that all being said, there's some questions about how lineup specific you want to go in this game. And here's why. 
it's you always want to win, and John Hackworth has made it very clear to you and I. Oh that yeah, he always wants to win. Yeah. That being said, it is unlikely. It's not impossible. It's unlikely we move up to home field advantage. Right. Unlikely. Um, we've got a bunch of guys who are a little dinged up. Even mm-hmm. if everybody is good to go, maybe you want to give Pat another week. Yeah. Maybe you want to give Tosh another week. Yeah. Taylor a week. Give some of these guys that have gotten a little bumped a little time to rest. Maybe you say, we're going into the playoffs, we need Antoine at full, at full rest. Or Brian Ownby's played full 90 the last several games, yeah. we want to give him a day off. Because remember, he only played portions of this season. Yeah. Niall McCabe has basically played 90 every game. Oscar's basically played 90 every game. Maybe these are guys that you're thinking, if we could sneak them out some rest in yeah. this Memphis game, maybe we want to, when it probably won't affect our seeding that much. Yeah. With all that being said, I want you to go back to that scoreboard. And I don't know on this case. Okay. What is the score in the New York Red Bulls game, which should be coming up on halftime if it's not in halftime already? New York Red Bulls 2, currently. Uh, they are losing to Birmingham Legion. At what? 30 se- in the 39th minute. 39th minute. That is interesting. It's <laughs> and here is why. Let's let's go ahead and lay out the uh, let's go ahead and lay out the playoff scenarios real quick before I get your Memphis prediction, because I think that this game might change the minds of somebody about whether or not they want to whether for Coach Hack about whether or not he wants to go all out after Memphis. Right. Playoff scenario: We are currently sitting in sixth. Mm-hmm. First and second are locked. Now, yeah. they could be in either order, but it'll be Pittsburgh and Nashville and yeah. Nashville and Pittsburgh. Third place is not locked. I think, actually, it is now. I think Indy won yesterday. Uh, they're playing now. Oh, and how are they doing? They're beating Swope Park 2-1. to one. Okay. If Indy wins God, that game, Swope I'm Park. pretty Come sure on, they guys. lock up third place. All right? Uh, if they lose, they can fall behind New York or Tampa. But they can't fall behind us. Right. So if they hold on there, I think they claim third. Fourth, fifth, sixth. We need, and this is as simple as I can make it. New York plays two games. One tonight and one on Saturday. And Tampa plays one game on Saturday. We need all three of those games to be losses or draws for the team ahead of us. New York and Tampa need some combination of three losses or draws. Okay. If that happens... And we win, we would be fourth and host a first-round playoff game. If either team wins any of those three games, we can't get to fourth. If New York wins tonight, if they come back from this one-nothing deficit and win against uh, Loudon, was Birmingham. it Birmingham? If they come back and beat Birmingham, we cannot get a home game. Okay. I mean. Okay. If they lose tonight or draw tonight, because frankly it doesn't matter to us. Either way, they'd still be able to lose or draw on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if they get a draw. I really don't. I do care if they come back and win it. Okay. If that is all the case, you can climb to fourth and you've got to got to go for everything. Got to. Yeah. You got to go out and make sure you get the three points. Yeah. I would hope that our second Ugh. choice lineup could go out and get three against Memphis. But you don't take that risk. No. If there's still sure. a chance right. when your game starts that you could end up in fourth, you have to go out and try to win it. If you're locked into fifth or sixth, I think maybe you say, let's give somebody on a knock a little break. Let's give somebody who's worn out a bit of a break. But I don't know that. I, okay. I, I'm not sure John Hackworth has it in him to take his foot off the gas. Call him. My expectation, I don't want to put any pressure on him, my expectation after speaking with him this week is that we will do a playoff preview oh. with Coach John Hackworth next wow. week. So uh, next week you can expect us to be talking to Coach Hackworth unless I get pod jacked in some fashion. Right. Which could totally happen. Uh, so uh, we will be able to ask him, what was up with that? Or <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> so it's exciting stuff. It's come right down to the wire. Andy, what's your prediction for the Memphis game? 3 nothing. Good guys. You just think we come out and yeah. lay the wood to them? I don't. I mean, <coughs> even taking into account everything that you've just said about who we play based on the results, right? Um, I don't think it matters. I think all of them are in such a good place. Um, 
they have that attitude coming off of this coming off of the last game, coming off of uh, Swope. I think all of them are in a really good spot. And I, I think they carry it over, and I think no matter who you run out there, they know how close to the wire we are. I think as much as Coach Hack doesn't take his foot off the gas, I don't think they do either at this point. I tend to agree with that. I think that Hack probably doesn't want to come off the gas, and I also think that the players just, when you're on a good run of form, you just want to get out there and be scoring. Like, yeah, you and just also, want to get out there and keep playing well. And also, if you're a player who who has not gotten a lot of play time this season and, you know, he decides that he wants to give some of these guys some rest, and now's your time to – now's your time to shine, man. Right. Show what you can do. Yeah. I think everybody wants to be on the field right now. Yeah. And so, with that being said, I think that it's it, – I would expect us to run the full crew out. Assuming we expect to run the full crew out, you've got us winning 3 nothing, yeah. Sort of regardless. Regardless. And uh, what do you uh, what do you uh, have for goal scores? Can't be Oscar DePaco. I know. Makes me sad. Um, I think Maggie just stays on that goal scoring. Just is just. I think he's got the bug in him now. Is he at twelve or thirteen? Something like that. I think he's at. Tw- I think he's at twelve. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him get to fifteen. I'd love to oh, see that. Oh yeah. Um, Although think, a dozen is a good number. Yeah, it's nothing to shake a stick at. From an attacking, <laughs> mid, from an attacking midfielder, that's a solid Oh, no, yeah. Um, I think we get something from the back line. Okay. Like, a, On like a corner. the Alexi goal? Yeah. I think, you know what? Akil. You think Akil gets his, opens his account? I think, I think he does. I think he, I think there's going to be a corner and he's going to just, He's gonna rocket above everybody else. He's gonna decide. You know Breaks what? His duck. This this space of air right here above everybody, that's my space. Okay. Kick the ball there. I love it. I would I would really enjoy seeing that. And also, it would give us another season of a huge number of players scoring goals. Yeah. Uh, this game was kind of nice in that we got two new goal scorers for this year with Ballard and with uh, uh, Alexi both getting their first goals of the season. Well, this is. Birmingham just got a, a red card. <laughs> Birmingham red card in the 45th. Okay, so they'll be having to play the whole second half. I hope it's not on a penalty kick. I hope it's not leading to a penalty Ooh, kick. I don't, it doesn't say. Well, yeah, you don't, yeah. So uh, I hope that it is not and that we go into half 1-0 and they can make their uh, necessary 10-man adjustments. Because come on, Birmingham, hold on. Come on, bud. Uh, all right, interesting, interesting note. Um, with that being said, I've got us winning this game 2-1. But I think that we get the first goal, concede in like the 50th, and then get it back in like the 70th and just sort of play the, play out the string. I would love, A, I love us dominating no matter what. But I would love to see us come out and lay a... 5-1 whooping. Yeah. Like right now you can, you don't you don't want to try to stop yeah. our offense. Have that kind of game, a statement of oh, yeah, absolutely. intent game. Uh, but I, I imagine, for whatever reason, I think that we... Uh, I kind of feel like the Swope Park game kind of has already given us that. Yeah. You know, we always say no team wants to see us in a play in the playoffs. Agreed. Home or away, like no team wants to see us in the playoffs. And now it's like, if you're another team, if you're a playoff team right now, and you watched our game, which... If you didn't watch it, you've surely heard about it. Eight goals And your coaching staff damn well watched it. Yeah. you got to see, no matter who you are, you got to see eight goals on anybody in this league and think, oh. Yikes. <laughs> That's a lot of goals. Man, they like to shoot. That's a lot of goals. <laughs> Has there been a uh, score update? Did they get a penalty out of that? Because you would think that by now, if we'd reported the red card, they would. They did. I mean, two minutes of stoppage in the first half. Okay. That's well, all it is. It's still means, one nothing. Uh, hopefully that means that it was not on a uh, in the box red card. Charleston is still up two nothing in the third minute of stoppage. Okay. Okay. And Indy is still beating Swope. All right. Good to know. So just. Okay. So we've done all that. Let's talk a little bit playoff soccer here. Let's talk a little bit because we'll, we'll probably have Hack with us next week. Oh. And uh, so that means I like that, that uh, 
Oh, I like that guy too. But it also means that we're unlikely to give our stupid theories as much in front of him. So let's get our stupid theories out of the way now. Here's the thing, though. I feel like he probably gets a kick out of our stupid theories. He probably theories. does. Uh, that being said, I'm going to play a game that I apologize to all the Barrel Proof listeners out there. And let me ask you this. Our listenership, yeah. Barrel Proof's listenership, yeah. What percent crossover do you think it is? Oh, I bet it is a surprising amount. I bet it's not a surprising amount, but I bet it is a giant amount. It won't. It would not surprise me if we have ninety percent crossover. Yeah, that's about what I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking Huge. eighty to ninety. Yeah, there might be like twenty people who listen to ours that don't listen to theirs, and there might be like twenty people who listen to theirs and not ours. Well, here's the thing: if you're listening to ours, you're the type of person who goes out of their way to listen to soccer podcasts, which even more than usual, because we're Podbean. Yeah, yeah, which, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Podbean. <laughs> there's a lot wrong with well, Podbean. But if Unless you're, you're listening, Podbean, in which case, we love you, you're a great platform. They're just not going to carry you anymore. Mr. Podbean. But if you're going out of your way to listen to ours, you're absolutely, you're the type of person who wants as, as much content as possible. So you're agreed. absolutely listening to the Coopers. Right, so I already listened Unless to them. Unless you're me. And, and one thing they do, the one thing they talked about was, who do you want? There are only three teams that we can reasonably face in the first round of the playoffs. Right. And that is New York, Tampa, right. Indy. We would only be playing Indy on the road. There's no chance to host Indy. Right. We could play either New York or Tampa, either on the road or at home. What's your first choice of all those permutations? Tampa. At home? At home. Tampa at home. Yeah. If you got to play a road game, who do you want? Indy. I'm with you. I'm with you. A, because we could go. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, A, because we could go. Like, that's number one. Yeah. But two, we played them tough twice, and they would be not playing at Lucas Oil Stadium, so you wouldn't have to worry about the lines. It's at Carroll Stadium. Yeah. Uh, on Ui Pui's campus, IUPUI. Uh, I think we would move enough tickets that that place would feel not like home, but it wouldn't feel much like a road game. Yeah. Uh, and that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, I agree. And then second place to that is I, I think New York is terrified of us at this point. But I don't particularly want to play them in this round just because I think it would be a, a shame to ruin the symmetry of always playing them in the Easter Conference yeah, Finals. So it might be nice if we just uh, didn't come up against each other in the first round so that we could see each other in the third round. Right. That'd right. be nice. It is. It's, it's always fun to be like, there's always that feeling of like, well, we're back again. Here we are again. <laughs> Let's Our do this. Our eternal dance. <laughs> uh, it's like Highlander. It um, is. It is. But I mean, after the whooping we put on them a couple of weeks ago, uh, I don't think they really want any piece of us. And they've not had a great run since then in general. Yeah. Uh, and that was one and one, though. We lost on the road to New York. Yeah. We won at home against New York. Yeah. We played Tampa twice, both draws. Yeah. The second draw, painful. Yeah. The first draw, felt like we could have gotten a win at the end. Mm. We played Indy twice, two draws. Both of them, they killed us in the first half, and we killed them in the second half. The Eastern Conference is a bloodbath, man. Oh, it's yeah. a bloodbath. Yeah. This anybody, is why no one cares about the Western Conference. <laughs> anybody, anybody can win this damn thing. Yeah. Anybody. Like Nashville and Pitt are the one two seeds, and they don't want to play any of us. No. They, they'd rather not play New York or Tampa. They'd rather not play Indy. Like these are gonna be brutal freaking games. The playoffs. I'm I'm sincerely I'm gonna wear out my ESPN plus oh, yeah. during the playoffs until we get to be fair, I won't watch if we get eliminated. I won't. You don't? I'm not gonna no. No, I'll watch the final. I'm not watching. It would hurt too much if we get eliminated to watch teams that I know we can beat playing for the yeah. championship. Yeah. Uh, that being said, until we get eliminated, I'll watch every single playoff game. Here's the thing. And the playoffs are one of those weird times where you start, where you watch, even if like when it's not your game that you're watching – you start kind of pulling for other teams depending on oh, yeah. the matchup. Like, oh, yeah. You remember when we watched um, last – who was it? It was last year. Who knocked Cincinnati out? New York. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Watching you that watch game. that game, you're like, do it, New York. Do Come it. on. Well, and Cincinnati went to penalties the, the week before. I think it was against, like, Charleston. 
No, it was against um, it was against Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, and I remember watching that game and being like, "Come on, come on do it, come on, do Nashville." It. Yeah. And then the same thing, and not because I wanted to play Nashville more than Cincinnati. I kind of wanted Cincinnati, we, yeah. but we deserved that game. We've talked about it. Uh, but just because I wanted the home field, I wanted yeah. to have the home field game. And so when I'm watching these playoffs, no matter what, I'll be rooting for any team seated lower than us, whether we're six or four. Everybody that's below us, I'll be rooting for them. Yeah. Uh, and not because I want one of those teams more than the others. Frankly, Ottawa, I think, is a kind of scary, dangerous team. Yeah, they are. Like they just sort of they're they're competent, yeah. and that's kind of scary. We talked about it. They're sneakily, yeah, sneakily good. Yeah, they've like, lost what? some weird games, but when they're on, they're very good. North Carolina obviously put a hurting to us earlier this year. Yeah. There'll be teams ranked below us that are good and scary teams. Yeah, but I'll be rooting like hell for them because I want to play home games. Yeah, I'm used to home games. Yeah, I've got. This weird feeling. I said it in my prediction. I don't have any predictions about the first two rounds. I've got a weird feeling we'll host the Eastern Conference Final. Which is because I'm freaking spoiled rotten. Yeah. Rotten. I was talking about that with somebody at um, a Waterfront Wednesday. And we were saying that, like, one of our problems as a fan base is that we've gotten so spoiled oh, yeah. about winning all the time. Yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> it's, it, and it's it's seeped into my brain in this way that I can't quantify that I like, I'm making plans in my head for, you know, the Eastern Conference final. Yeah. And like, oh man, I, like I, there was a thing that was, they just announced the date for the final. 17th. The 17th. Which is good for selfish reasons. I went and looked to make sure my calendar was clear. Yeah. What kind of... We're four weeks and four really huge, really difficult yeah. games away from that. That is not like, oh, well, what am I doing? Now well, I that's know. That's what we'll be doing. No, yeah. And yet, that's just the mentality. I, I had to catch myself like, oh, cool, I'm free that night. Like, it won't be a big deal. Dude, <laughs> that is really hard to get there. That's spoiled when you just, in your head, before you even stop to think, you're planning on it. And that's what I yeah. do. I was watching, um, I'm, I don't know if it's sad or not, but every now and then, probably about once a week, I'll watch the highlights from both of our championships. Why not? Because <laughs> it's like, why not? I'm on the toilet, why not? <laughs> For a while, I'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this, the 2018, one of the announcers, when they were talking about us, Called us the beasts of the East. Sure. I was like, that's a really nice ring to it. It does, doesn't it? And yeah. we kind of are. Absolutely. And the Eastern Conference is not a simulation, so that makes us, by default, the beasts of the yeah. USL. Yeah. Unless we play Phoenix in the final, the very good possibility is that it, the home that the championship would be in the East. Because the other teams are all very tightly bunched in the West and in the East... I think like we are our current point total is tied with the second best point total in the West. Really? Yeah. So like if we won this game, it's distinctly possible that we could play the number two seed from the West and still have home field advantage. Huh. So just as a as a note, uh, all of that being said, you know you got really hard games against really good teams. The East, like I say, will be just freaking a, brutal. A melee. Uh. Yeah, I've got two one, and I think uh, I got a I got a pleasant feeling about another Luke Spencer goal. I think Luke's playing really good soccer. Yeah, you know who's played really good soccer the last couple of weeks is Antoine Hopeno. Oh man, oh yeah. I think he had a goal and two assists in this game. Uh, really nice soccer. I love seeing him and Own be up front. Yep, love scary. It. It's scary. Love it. Neither of them is a pure striker. But both of them just have nose for how to get where you want to go. Yeah. And making space, making good runs, uh, and leaving really nice shooting lanes open for the midfielders, which both Napo and Magnus have been taking advantage mm -hmm. of. And I said I wanted to talk about Napo again. Let's have a little purple stuff. You okay. good? Yeah. Cheers. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Oh, French vanilla. French vanilla purple stuff. Yeah. Uh, with that being said... Napo Mitsoso. Yeah. Up for goal of the week, go vote. Obviously. Niall McCabe up for goal of the month, go vote. Obviously. 
Uh, other news and notes from around the... We had two people on Team of the Week. Yes, that's it. Um, Napo and Magnus yep. both make Team of the Week, deservedly. Yep. Um, frankly, you could have put our entire front six up for Team of the Week, and everybody would have been like, yeah, okay, they scored eight freaking goals. Mm-hmm. Um, other news and notes from around the league... Uh, not much around the league. What I do have is Copper and Kings Thursday yeah. night. Fun event at Copper and Kings on Thursday night. Be there. Show up for it because uh, it'll be fun. And I'll be there. Other news and notes from around the league and from the team. Saturday night, watch party, Saints. Saints. Pizza pub and Sky Bar. Love watching games at Saints. Me too. And I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. I will be a uh, guest host on this week's Soccer City Radio. Really? I will be. It's so early. With how, And even earlier this week, because of college football, it'll be on at 8 a.m. <sighs> but the good news about that is Ugh. that if you wake up at, say, 11 on Saturday, I'll bet the pod is already available. Oh, yeah. So you'll be able to listen to it whenever you so choose when you wake up. Like, I frequently would wake up at, like, 9.15, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, I'm 15 minutes in, I want to listen to the whole thing uninterrupted, I'll wait for the pod, and then you don't get it until, like, noon, and I'm like, yeah. oh, son of a gun. Listen to us. I'll be uh, filling in for Howie, who will be on the road with the boys. So, uh, me and uh, Special K, Kevin Kernan, and uh, Lance McGarvey, <laughs> El Oso, who has agreed to be a guest on our pod very soon. Nice. He was going to be on it tonight, but he was like, you know, we'd be double-dipping where it's you and me talking about Lou City on Wednesday and you and me uh, talking about Lou City on Saturday. You got to give the fan base a little more variety than that. I guess. So, uh, Eloso, my guess is first round playoff week. If we're going to have Hack on this coming week, hopefully Lance is on talking about a playoff win uh, or commiserating at the end of the season because we're, we're like there yeah. where we've got one more real pod and then the season could be over. Yeah. I don't expect it to be. I hope it won't be, but it could be. Yeah. That's nuts. We're there. It snuck up on us. It very quickly. Ugh. You mentioned selfish reasons that the 17th works well for you for a championship game. Yeah, because my son will be born. He'll be here. He'll be here. Leo will just be like a person. Leo will be a thing in this world. He'll exist and be a thing. Yeah. I am going to go ahead and make an offer right now. Okay. To our listenerhood. Okay. Our listenership. Oh. If you're out there, next Wednesday night, yeah, at Saints, yeah, we are going to record our podcast, mm-hmm. and once our podcast is finished recording, hopefully by eight thirty p.m. Party, diaper party, baby. at Saints. We're having a diaper party for Andy. Bring some diapers out. Help this. Help these two crazy kids oh, trying to make their way in this world. Take all the help we can get to have some diapers. <laughs> Take all so, the help uh, we can get. Bring a thing of diapers. Eat some pizza. Have some beers. Talk loose city soccer. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Um, I know that Andy and I and uh, many of our very closest friends will be there. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, our uh, listeners. To me, you are also part of our, uh, our friend community. Except Jared. Don't come, Jared. Jared should not come. <laughs> but everybody else, seriously, Wednesday night, 8.30 p.m., yeah. Saints, next week. Come on out and spend some time with us. Because yeah. uh, it'll be us in our natural environment. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but also, probably in a very loose city state of mind. Yeah. So it'll be a Which lot Which is of a good place to be. It is. Uh, and gearing up for the playoffs, really gearing up because we'll know who we're playing, where we're playing. We'll know if we're needing to make travel arrangements for Indy. Yeah, we'll know a lot of stuff. Lots so, to talk about it. And also lots and lots of diapers. Bring a pack of diapers because if Andy's child is anything like Andy, Oof. the diapers that child will go through it's going to be oh, intense. Okay, enough with that. Napo Matsoso. Okay, I said I wanted to talk about him, and I do. I like that guy. Really good player. Yeah. We had no idea coming into this year that he was going to be this good. I'm banging the drum for him to get some player of the year love. Yeah. Some USL team of the year love. Some nods. The problem is he plays in the midfield, and there are enough midfielders who put up big numbers 
Yeah. That it's hard for a just a truly good do everything midfielder, a box to box midfielder to get that love for end of the year awards. He deserves to be in this conversation. Yeah. He has not just been a very good player for us. He's been our best player. In my opinion, his ascendance to being a truly good number eight for this team has turned the tide for this team. Oh, yeah. Uh, you saw him feeling his way out early and sh- sort of sharing some minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paolo going out was never a part of the plan, never a good thing for this team, but I think that it led us to find out what Napo is, and mm-hmm. what Napo is is a special player. Yeah, I think he's got five goals now because he went on a little goal-scoring run at the end of the season. Yeah. He's got big chances created numbers. He's got big tackles, interceptions, uh, a really cool heat map yeah. of how much of the field this guy covers. Uh, he is our shadow for whoever the best midfielder is for the, whatever team we're playing. He'll just trace them all over the field. Uh, he is uh, one of those guys that starts guarding you the minute you get mm-hmm. off the plane and doesn't stop until you are exhausted. Yeah, uh, He has been everything we could have hoped for, and I think that he is an important part of the long-term plans for this club. Gotta be. Yeah, With what he's shown this year, he can grow some of the... Speedy Williams, Paolo Del Piccolo, pure control measures. Yeah. And he's playing with those guys every day. Yeah. So you know he's learning that about how to control a game. Mm-hmm. But his instincts, his speed, endurance, craftiness, you can't teach those. And he's already got them. And it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Napo Mazzoso has my vote. Not for player of the year. That's brutal. That's a brutally difficult award to win. And no one's coming close to Asante Samuel from uh, from Phoenix. Like, guys got it in the back. But for team of the year, I hope that USL voters, whether it's the league or the coaches or the media or whoever it is who votes on this crap, whoever it is, I hope they've been watching our games because if you watch the games, you can't help but leave impressed by yeah, Napo. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I've got to say. Okay. What have you thought about Napo besides your Kroger encounter? He was so nice in Kroger. God, he was so nice. <laughs> Clearly, take like creep, not creeped out, but a little like, whoa, people hey, know who I am. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> didn't expect me approaching Kroger. Right. Right. Uh, no, yeah. He, because, you know, you didn't really know what to expect. You didn't really know, like, where are you fitting in, bud? Right. And especially in the last part of the season, he's just, he stepped up in a huge way. And I don't know if he's, with us, like what his contract deal is. I or, don't know that either. Um, but you hope to see him in the new stadium. God, you hope so, yeah. Uh, you hope to see that same magic. And it feels like if he does stay, going into a new stadium, a lot of the 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 feeling things out are gone, yeah. right? And so yeah. now it's complete room to grow as a player in this club. Right. I agree with that profoundly. That's well put. So, yeah, I love it. Plus, he's just a nice guy. A nice guy. And, and he's got to be a good cook because I looked at this cart and it's there's some pretty impressive stuff. Loaded in there. with some good stuff. <laughs> yeah. We'll see if he wants to come Maybe on. Maybe he wants to cook. Come on and cook for us some night. Uh, and he's a local enough, having mm-hmm. gone to high school in the area and college in the area, that... Uh, I'm betting he's in the area in the off season. Maybe he'll be a good off season player candidate to be oh, on yeah. the pod. So yeah. uh, just as a as a thing, um, really excited to see where he goes with this club. Love that he's gotten to play next to Speedy and Paolo. Now here's the issue that you run into with Napo. He's still young, hmm. even by soccer terms. He's 23, 24 years old at this point. Yeah, that's young. And he's very good, and he just proved himself all year with us. You worry a little bit about somebody poaching him. Yeah. But, but, while I hate this for him, for us it's a good thing. He's just barely undersized for uh, for MLS. Yeah. MLS tends to really like uh, a built player. And I don't think that that makes you any better of a player. And he has proven he doesn't get run off the ball anymore. No. But... In the MLS, I think that was part of why Speedy never quite made it, was he's just slight of frame, and Napo is even slighter of frame. 
So that might work against him long run for huge pro prospects. Yeah. But it makes him an ideal USL player. Somebody yeah. who could control your midfield for eight, ten years if you're so inclined. Yeah. Like, you never want to guess with second division soccer who's going to stay, who's going to go. Right. We've been blessed with unbelievably small turnover with our club. Yeah. Uh, and that could change at any moment. Yeah. But wouldn't it be great if ten years from now you're talking about Napo Mitsoso as like, Oh man, he opened the stadium for us and uh, he's been here that whole time and he's won those eight cups, you yeah. know, like that kind of conversation. Yeah. Um, and you just feel like he might be one of those building block players who yeah. could really be a Lou City guy for the long run. You know what would be cool? What's that? When the time comes, like at the end of next season, uh-huh. if you all did some sort of like <clears throat> plaque, or some sort of something for showing like the the players on the team when the stadium opened, like the players who opened the stadium. I love it. That'd be cool. I love it. I've actually been pushing for us to have a uh, season plaques where we'll have a oh, plaque yeah. for each year, and underneath it it says how they finished, but it lists all of the rostered players, the whole coaching staff. All Put on barrel heads. Love that too. It'd be awesome. Yeah, all good ideas. And uh, all those good ideas are getting floated, and we'll decide which ones are feasible, which ones are monetarily feasible, mm-hmm. which ones are lamer than we thought. Call Brad right now. I want to tell him. All right, let me get him on the phone. <laughs> we did get a call from Dylan Terry here in the middle of we this. Did. Uh, one of our favorite uh, podcast guests like this guy. year. He and, agrees uh, with me about Robert California. I like that He guy. does. He's also uh, <laughs> the star of the Greyhounds indoor soccer team. Uh, we have uh, one rule, which is uh, pass it to Dylan. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. It's, it works out well. Um so we didn't get Brad on the phone. We could have gotten Dylan if I'd just been like, hello. Hey, bud. Um, I imagine he was calling to talk about the score in the New York game. Give us one more update before we mm-hmm. shut her down here. We're probably still halftime, honestly. But uh, mm-hmm. refreshing. New York Red Bulls, too. Down. Three to nothing. You're kidding me. Birmingham <laughs> down a man. Has put two on him? Has put... Two on them. Oh, 3-0. In the 49th minute. Okay, nil. so you got to feel pretty confident. I'm not saying this game's anywhere uh, close to the York. bag. I mean, we, they not. can score in bunches, and they're up a man. So, you know. Uh, wow. That is nuts. What minute? 49th. So, so wow. Um, Swope lost to Indy. Memphis lost to Charleston. So Indy locks up third. Charleston uh, solidifies their case to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Birmingham solidifying their case to make the playoffs. This Birmingham and Charleston results very bad for St. Louis, who could find themselves as yeah. the odd man out of that uh, that rodeo. But wow. Okay. Mm. So uh, while I'm not counting any chickens, I'll just say if New York scores four unanswered here in the last 40 minutes of their game... Kudos to them yeah. being able to get the win because right now it's looking very good that we're going to go into the final day of the season with a still remaining chance at hosting a playoff game. Do you want to know how the Real Monarchs are doing against Austin Bold? Not at all. No, because no one does. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> like, there are parents of Austin Bold players who don't, don't care. care at all. What's our son do? He's a... The dentist, right? Dentist. No, no. no plays for plays for a professional soccer team, and uh, it's in the Western Conference, so no one cares. No one cares. All right, um, Andy. What time are we at? How long have we been uh, potting? An yeah, hour and three an hour. minutes. That's perfect. That's perfect. I hope nobody here is going to feel shortchanged. I think that we can end on this that was note, good. and yeah. uh, I feel like uh, well done, Andy. Seventy six in the bag. Yeah. I'm going to say this now because. Your child is could potentially be born at any time. Yes, I mean we're there now. We're where there. It's you know you could midnight phone calls kind of. Yeah. We're there now. Yeah, you hope that we go full term and we've right, still got right, three right. weeks left, but we're there. Yeah. Andy and I have now hosted seventy six episodes of this podcast. Yes, we've really enjoyed it. I still want us to get to a hundred. Yeah, like the goal is for us to hit a hundred pods. With that being said. We'll probably need another backup podcaster as Andy transitions into fatherhood. Yes. And uh, 
Also, I am an employee of the team. And uh, so none of my opinions are the, necessarily reflective of the club, the players, the sponsors, the partners, any of them. They're only my own. And uh, that makes me a not ideal host for the pod, for a fan pod. Especially for a fan pod of Scouse's House, which is a great place with a lot of knowledgeable soccer fans who could do exactly what Andy and I are doing and could do it probably better probably and certainly better. as well. But I want to give as much of a grace period as possible mm-hmm. and say we intend to make it through 24 more of these bad boys yep. as a pair, as a yep. partnership. We're looking for backup podcasters who can fill in for Andy or myself uh, over the next few months. Mm-hmm. And to take the reins. Yeah. Because I don't want the In the House podcast to end because Andy and I, you know, have to transition into an adult part of our lives. And we're not going anywhere. 24 podcasts, especially once you get to the off season and it's every other pod. Yeah, it gets... We'll be in the next season. We'll be into the new stadium before yeah. we're done. Yeah. That being said, I'd like to start bringing some people in. So if you See are a Scouse's House person, want to become a Scouse's House person... You're a burgeoning podcaster. You are someone who's got a lot of opinions. Someone who thinks that Andy and I are stupid. This is my call to action. I'm sure that Kenny Allward, our technical magician, could work just as well with any of anybody else. And yeah. frankly, Kenny is a good option to be one of the hosts yeah, or the host or a co-host or a regular contributor. But Scouts House, you deserve a top-rate podcast, and Andy and I aren't getting any younger. No. And so, uh, with that being said, this is my first call to arms. Be out there thinking about it. I'm not saying to call me now. You've got a while. Give it give it some... Toss it over in your head. But by the time we get to 90, we need to start bringing some people in, testing them out, because Andy and I aren't just going to hand the reins over to any old people. We no. want to see what you can do. So, uh, be thinking about it, Scouse's House, in the house podcast listeners, because we love doing this with you, but it won't be forever. I immediately know... The first two people who are going to say something about it. I hope that you. I hope that they are people who. This is the thing. This is the true thing. Being a podcast host is way more about availability oh, than any yeah. other ability. Oh yeah. And Andy and I make a lot of sacrifices to try to do this, and that's the thing that it will require of you. So it is not necessarily how knowledgeable are you about soccer. No, Andy can attest to that. (laughs) And it's not necessarily how engaging of a person are you. I can attest to that. Oh, you're playing. What it is is about can you commit to doing it week in, week out, and uh, can you commit to really following the team week in, week out, and not just sort of, I like the team. We want you to come and do this, and uh, you've got essentially – like six months to get your shit together and uh, come be a come be a host, yeah. come be a co-host, come take this mantle on because it will not be ours forever. No. So, on that somber note, surprisingly <laughs> somber note, uh, I think we should end this one. And uh, I can only ever think of one way to end a podcast because I'm not that creative. Uh, and the only way I can ever think to end a podcast is by saying our two favorite words: Go, Go City. city.